Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we go over the market, market conditions, things that are happening in today's market. You know, we decided to do this this year because it was going to be a very interesting year. Um, our first show started with the perfect storm, where we talked about interest rates are down, inventory is low, um, you know, this buyers were getting out of the pandemic, they were looking for more room, they can now work at home. And really, we didn't even expect a forest fire that we got, but we got it. So, uh, you know, and it's still roaring. It's not, it's not going to sleep anytime soon. It's, it's still up and running. Um, we're going to talk about some of the evidence of that. We're going to look and see um, at uh, what, the, what the listing inventory and the sales are right now, uh, where we're headed. We're going to talk about buyers. You know, buyers have gone in and, and lost. You know, it's amazing. In a market like this, it's so wonderful. It's not wonderful for everybody because this month, 43% of the homes within a five mile radius of where we're talking about, uh, 57 homes withdrew unsold and 75 homes sold. So 43% of the homes in a market, mind you, that we had a hundred people show a house one uh, you know 99 people scheduled to show a house and saw that house and it had 11 contracts and in that same market 43 percent of the homes over a million dollars withdrew unsold we had one house over the i uh, can't disclose pricing but they had 50 people go through they had 10 contracts and that was a hundred thousand more than i had hoped it would go so um, you know, these magnificent, incredible success stories are out there in a market where people are having no success. So who's, who are the winners and who are the losers in this market? Well, the winners are the people that follow a strategy of know what your house is worth, know what people listed the house at to get this price. They listed at this price, let the market bid it up. Now, those are the winners. Those are the ones that get 100 showings, 150 to 200,000 over list price, no home inspection, no contingencies, no financing, no appraisals, no nothing. Um, those are the winners. The losers are the ones that will take it and, and list it here or even above. And it sits and sits and sits and sits and sits and sits and then it does not sell and then it's withdrawn. Now you're damaged goods. Now the market thinks there's something wrong with your house. So the $100,000, the $200,000 windfall that some sellers are getting, others are getting the exact opposite. Their home's losing value because somebody's, you know, people think there's something wrong with it. Either it's the style or the traffic of the, the noise of the road or the traffic or something. So, so the only real mistake you can make in a market like this is overprice. You need to underprice to get that going. So let's flip it over on the buyer side. Who are the winners? Who are the losers on the buyer side? Well, you know, quite honestly, uh, I'm going to make this confession that um, uh, the people that are winning the, uh, on the buyer side are the agents or the buyers that are capable of knowing the market, understanding the market, understanding the process, going through the listing agent to write the contract. When the listing agent writes the contract, the listing agent knows they have control of the professionals in mortgages and appraisals if there are one, inspections if there are one needed, um, and settlement title companies. So they know that they have, um, you know, all the professionals and there's not gonna be any glitches along the way. Let me give you an example. 
we had two homes that sold um, both with 10, 11 contracts um, for whatever reason. And they're 100,000, 150,000 over list price. For whatever reason, they kick out, right? So they kick out and a smart listing agent has backup contracts, which is no problem. We just whip a backup contract in. But we don't want to do that. We don't want to be confronted with something like this, right? So if a buyer goes right through the listing agents or their, their agents and we, we have a little bit more control, then we can investigate and we know that it's more certain for the seller they're going to get this transaction. We know that the buyer is going to be working with professionals. We know that we do our background on that buyer, make sure that that buyer has seen enough houses, is does have the expertise, is not going to lose their job or you know be freaked out, um, you know have second thoughts. So if a buyer goes in and this is for the buyers not working with an agent, if you're not working with a real estate agent that's running around and helping you, the buyers will go right to the listing agents, say. Look, I just need you to facilitate the transaction. I need you, you know, you write the contract, you get the lender, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's highest and best offers. They're going to make the same highest and best offers as everybody else. So, you know, the best way to go through, the best way to get it done. And I, again, I met with some sellers yesterday. They had submitted many contracts, very disappointing. And they just came through the listing agent and bam, got the deal, um, you know, uh, obviously matched whatever the highest and best offer was and, um, and got the transaction. So, you know, and if you pay a little bit too much today, so, and we always look at this, well, let's say you drive over at price house. Well, basically you might've paid, um, February, 2022 pricing to get it in October of 2021. That's all. You paid a little bit too much. It's fine. You're in a house. You're going to be here for a long-term whether you paid February 2022 pricing or October 2021 pricing, it is what it is. It is the most the market is willing to pay for that house at this time. So, so who are the winners and the buyers? The winners and the buyers are the, are the winners that do this. Um, we went out and when we have a buyer, we find houses that have been on the market for a long time. You know that 43% of the houses withdrew unsold, right? We find those houses before they withdraw. So we'll go, um, we know the agents overpriced them or the sellers overpriced them or the home was under overpriced. So what is the real price? Okay, it's not 1.5, it's 1.3. So let's just go in, let's prove it's 1.3. Now, because we have no bidding up, the house isn't gonna get bid up over 1.3. Because we don't have any competition, we don't have to, we can get a home inspection. We can have an appraisal contingency. So we can do all of these things, we can actually have more control when we're the only buyers. So who are the winners? Who are the losers? Um, you know, the winners of the buyers are the ones that are either buying homes that have been sitting on the market for a long time or go right through the listing agent and have them write the contract and the listing agent feels more comfortable. And again, I'm not telling you to go fire your realtor. If you're, there are 20 to 25% of the buyers out there that are sophisticated, DIY, is that what you call it, do it yourself? Do it yourself people. And so that's historically um, 25 to 30% of our listings sell through us. They come right through us. So um, I don't think that number's gotten any bigger or smaller, but I think it's more important when you get into a market that you've got six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 contracts 
if you're looking for a step up, that's one way to get it. So, um, so are the buyers, are we running out of buyers or how, how does the market look? Let's take a quick shot. Let me just go over to, um, uh, let me just get down here. Let's go up and take a look at some charts. All right. So this is the, you know, the theme of today's show is it's no holiday break for today's buyers. Okay. So that means Thanksgiving is off. But one seller asked me, he said, do you think um, once the holidays come on November 5th, 15th, which is normal, that the market will slow down and, and I have to wait until January? He's like, hell no. We could list that house on Christmas morning. And by the next day, by the day after Christmas, we'd have 27 showings. So we're not taking any time off. I told my agents, you can have all your holidays and vacations in 2023. We're not going anywhere, nothing's stopping. When you have 99 people come through a house and you have 11 contracts and it happens two weekends in a row, there's so many buyers out there, we're not taking a weekend off. And I'm not taking, you know, we're not taking the holidays off. We're not taking, you know, we got a marriage, we got to take off for, January 29th, Morgan's getting married. So we'll take that <clears throat> day off and then, and then it's right back to work. So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go right through from, from all the holidays right on through to, uh, and I'll tell you why I know that. Because real buyers, buyers that really need a house, they'll come out in a thunderstorm. We had 77 showings on Park Street during a horrendous thunderstorm. They'll come out during the Super Bowl. They'll come out doing, during a... Um, a snowstorm, a real buyer shows up. The only thing bad weather and holidays does, it chases off all the people that are um, professional open house lookers. You know, let's go out for a nice day and let's look around. Okay, that'll chase those people away. It's not gonna chase away a real buyer. When a mom needs a house for her kids and her family and they need to move into a school district, she's gonna buy a house. They're gonna find that house. So, you know, my tip for them is, you know, work through the holidays. And um, yes, it's a little harder now, uh, but there's other things to consider. And I'll go over some of those alternatives for people that are thinking about going out in the buyer market. But let's look at the current market. All right, let me explain what this chart is. What is it I say that the best two words are seems like? It seems like the inventory is fine. It seems like we're getting plenty of inventory in it. So let's take a look at what this chart says. So I looked at 2017, 2019, and 2021, okay? So over a you know, four or five year span of, of, of inventory. And I said, in the first quarter, how many homes were listed each year, you know, each of those three years in the first quarter? So you'll see that clearly in 2017, we had 1,500 homes listed. This year, only 1,300. <coughs> we did get off on a bad, on a bad start. We still had pandemic issues. We had elections going on. It was crazy. So now we look at the second quarter. Well, the second quarter was a big rebound. Now we're up 100, you know, 20% over the historic second quarters. So now inventory is starting to increase. By the third quarter, now it's gone up. You know, you can see it went from uh, 1,270 to 1,639 listings. So we've had a tremendous increase in listings in the third quarter. And now the fourth quarter comes, we've only 28 days into the fourth quarter and we're already 420 homes versus 355, which to me, I think is about 20%. So 
So really, then we look at, well, what's the, what's the annual thing look like? So year-to-date listings, we, we have 5,000 right up here. We have 5,321 in 2021. Well, you can see back in 217, it was 5,060, then 4730, and then 5321. So, so really, when you look at the listing inventory, it's pretty good. I mean, it's really solid. Now you look at sales. All right, sales is in blue. So we had 3,381 sales in 2017, 3,302 in 2019. This year, we're at 3,924. So basically, what we have is, let me see if I can get my picture out of the way here. Scoot me out. The listings are up 12% this year. So that's pretty good. And I think last year we had a pretty good number of listings. Sales are up 18%. So, so what does that tell you? That tells you basically that, that the available inventory is down. There's more homes are selling than are listed. So, you know, we've looked at this and we see most major markets have more homes under contract than, um, you know, 60% of the homes are under contract as opposed to being active, you know, 40% being active. So, you know, all the markets are fine. All the markets are selling. Um, some markets are more difficult than others. Condos in Arlington, obviously, um, you know, we're not getting what those things are worth. Uh, people are, I don't want to use the word fleeing the city, but people are going clearly from Arlington and Alexandria and DC to Fairfax County, Loudoun County, even Prince William County. So they're moving west. There's a migration east to west. Now there always has been, there always has been, but eight out of 11 contracts that we just had on a $1.35 million house, eight of 11 were Arlington buyers. So, you know, the migration is happening. And I'll tell you another phenomenon that I saw that was happening. I didn't have time to build this chart, but I will build this chart for you. So here's what it is. Let's say the price of a house, uh, of a 3,000 square foot house is a million dollars in Arlington. The farther out you go, the less money that $3,000 has, that 3,000 square foot home costs. So the farther out you go, the least expensive they are. Now, the phenomenon is everybody's working at home and nobody's got to drive into work anymore. So the tethered, you know, the buyers that are tethered to their office, now instead of being tethered within 30 minutes, can now be tethered within two hours or an hour or an hour and a half. Or Now that takes them from Arlington pricing where they are close to their business. Vienna is 30 minutes away. An hour away is Haymarket. Well, you know, the price of a house in Arlington and Haymarket, right? Makes people want to work out there and just telecommute in. You're not commuting that much, so why pay the money to be close to your office, all right? So, you know, the phenomenon is that Arlington, Vienna, they're getting closer. I'm going to do a chart which is going to show the growth rate of Haymarket versus Vienna versus Arlington. And you're going to start to see it go like this. I mean, this is what I'm projecting because, you know, I think that Arlington is not as hot a market as Vienna. Vienna is not as hard a market as Percival. 
you know, and, and Centerville and some of these other places. So, you know, I think that what's happening is that people are saying, well, I could buy this million dollar house. And then they go out here and see it for 700 and go, well, heck, I'll give you 800. Oh, I'll give you 900. So we're starting to see a little bit more of a leveling off because people can buy more house the farther out they go. So I think that as a buyer, you want to start changing the way you're thinking about things. The, the driving factor was always, how far away from my work are we? Well, now the driving factor is schools and safety and security and community. And you know, what, what is shopping? What is the restaurants? What is the, what is the standard quality of life, right? So what's the quality of life in each community? Right? Am I looking to be in a bedroom community? Am I looking to be in a small town? Am I looking to be in you know, uh, the woods? Am I looking for country? You know, what, what do I really want? So I think people are looking at it saying, well, I, I've had to be closer to my business, which may be in DC or Arlington or Alexandria, but now I don't have to so much. So now I'm asking myself, what is important? Well, I can tell you according to the National Association of Realtors, number one by far is safety, right? Safety and security. Seven blocks from my house, they're building a brand new police department in Vienna. Well, you know what freaks me out is they're building this colossal, colossal police department. We don't have that many criminals. I mean, we just don't have that much crime. So I'm not sure who's going in there or what they're building it for or, or whether, I don't know. Maybe it's because all the little houses are turning to bigger houses. Now the tax money is getting bigger and they're like, well, what do you want to do with all this tax money? Well, let's buy the church next door and knock down the old police station, put up this massive building. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're importing more criminals or something. I don't know what the hell's going on, but, but I do find it a little weird. So the number one thing that we market to, okay, is, um, um, is for safety. Yeah. Safe community, safe community, quiet community, great schools. Um, again, you know, walkability, uh, close to shopping and restaurants, um, you know, community feel for it. So those are all things that you want, you know, you want to market to houses. And I'll tell you another really um, key thing and what, what we do a lot and what, you know, let me show you the most recent chart. Let me see if I can get back on this real quick. Let me get off of this. Let me share my screen real quick. Let me go to, uh, I'm gonna show you a secret, you sellers. All right, so if you look at this Vienna chart where we're at, 50, this was the end of the third quarter. We're up to uh, 60 million right now. See the average agents, how much they do, what we do. I'll tell you what our trick is. Our trick is using geofencing and using Google ads that buyers are looking for their home in McLean, right? And then all of a sudden geofencing knows they're looking for that in McLean and sends a Google ad to them on like Facebook or on the Wall Street Journal, uh, you know, in their Wall Street Journal report. And they're like, hey, Look, look at this house in Vienna. If you can't find what you're looking for in the community that you think that that's what you want, maybe you need to open your scope and look to other communities a little bit more to the West that the prices may be 200 or $300,000 less than what you're looking at. Then you can find what you want, okay? So 
I mean, literally the reason why that number is where that number is, is because we know who our market is. We know they're looking at McLean and we know they're looking at Arlington and we take our house, we put it in their newsfeed and with the aid of Google ads and, and geofencing. And, and then we take our house, put it in their feed. We had a guy sitting in New York City looking in McLean. He's in a penthouse in New York City. He's looking in McLean for $1.6 million house. All of a sudden in his Wall Street Journal feed comes this cool looking house. He's got to have it. I mean, this is his house. This is his dream house. It's in a place called Vienna. He doesn't know where Vienna is. He looks it up. Vienna's right next door to McLean. Gets on a plane, comes down here, calls his realtor, says, let's go. We're going to look at it and buy it. bought it. He was sitting in McLean. He did not know where. He was sitting in New York City in a penthouse. Did not know where Vienna was. He bought that house. That's why that number is what that number is. Mm. You know, and heck, while we're here, here's the other key. We take a look at the, this is pricing a house. This is part of our listing presentation. This is pricing a house that we're considering listing that I'm sorry, we are listing and realtor.com says we're three, uh, 1.325. This uh, Zillow says we're 1321. The realtors pass out home snap to their clients, which tells them it's only worth 1228. And then this says it's worth one. So the difference between the highs and the lows is $140,000. So, so what is it? I mean, what is the house worth? I mean, these models are awful, okay? And sometimes they're on the numbers, sometimes they're not, but the reliability is in the 10, 20% range. So here's the way what we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. Kelly had a great idea. We're gonna start publishing that if you wanna know what your house is really worth, just text me your address. The pricing model takes 10 minutes. I have plenty of 10 minutes to, to you know, where I can, where I can work on it. Just text me your address. So now it's going to be text Casey with your address. And if I'm, if I'm in work mode, it'll be done in 10 minutes. It'll be shipped back to you. If, you know, I'm out on appointments or something, it may be two or three hours. If I'm taking a nap, four hours. So anyways, you get the idea. I mean, somebody can text me. Don't go off these ads. Just text me what your address is. I'll send you back not only what your house is going to sell for and then what your house should be listed for. Remember, two big numbers. What do we think it's going to sell for? What do we think it's going to list for? Now, let me give you the caveat. The caveat with that is condition and upgrades adjust the price 10% up or 10% down. So you'll normally see homes sell in a range of let's say 110% of assessment to 130% of assessment. Why is that? It's the upgrades and condition. Are there anything, is there anything wrong with the house? What's the defining characteristic of the house? How popular is that defining characteristic? So, so what I do is I'll say a customary house of sticks and bricks of 3000 square feet within one mile of your home will sell for $1.3 million and should be listed for no more than $1.25 million. That's what it would tell me. Now, again, there'll be a caveat in each one of these that says the price could go up or down 10% based on condition, upgrades, lot premiums, or discounts, or traffic problems that you may have. So <clears throat> we will be having a campaign. It'll be in the newspaper. It will be 
you know, instead of going to Zillow to find out what your home is worth, just text me. You'll have our phone number there on, on all of our documents at 703-508-2535. Now, I am not going to be pricing houses for realtors. This is for homeowners only. You know, if you have a house and you want to know what the value of it is, I'm, you know, you're a professional. You, you're going to have to do it yourself. But if I have a homeowner and that homeowner needs, needs some help or needs to know what their house is worth, um, we're not going to be banging on you all the time and calling. I don't have time for all that. But I'd be happy to price the house, tell you what it's worth in customary condition, and then tell you what it needs to be listed at in customary condition. And then how long does it take to sell? So let me give you an example. Let's say somebody calls up, which they did the other day, and said, I have a $1.3 million house in Vienna. Um, you know, you let me know what, what the value is. So immediately we can go to, you know, $1.25 million list price, $1.3 million customary value. But the caveat is we just had a hundred people come through a house that size in that same type home with 11 contracts that ended 150,000, even more than I thought it was going to sell. So, so the bottom line is you can expect 1.3, it's probably could get up to 1.4. And we always have a bet. If it goes over 1.4, you owe me beers at the Vienna Inn. Under 1.4, I owe you beers at the Vienna Inn. And we call it a day. So, you know, that's uh, a new thing that you can look at is if you have, or you have a friend, let's say you have a parent or relative, as long as it's in the DMV. I mean, I need my MLS service. I can't do it with you know, the Dallas MLS or something like that. So I just need, it's got to be, you know, in the local deal. But, you know, if you have any family members, business associates, anybody struggling to sell, <coughs> anyone that wants to know what their house is worth, you can text me, 703-508-2535, and we'll turn that around usually within 10 minutes. So, so that's it. So the market today, the, here's a summary real quick of the show today. The market is fine. Our listings are bigger and better than ever, up 12% from last year, but our sales are up 18% from last year. The market is hot in certain areas. In some areas, it's not. So you have to be cognizant. Remember, there's 11,000, 12,000 markets out there. You got to be cognizant of which market you're talking about, okay? Condos in Arlington are not the same as $1.3 million houses in, in Vienna are not the same as $950,000 house in Percival. Every market is its own market, okay? So, but the market is fine. The inventory is out. Homes are still coming. Cancel all vacations and holiday plans because we're gonna be working through the holidays this year. It is not gonna be let up. You can certainly sell your house in the holidays. Um, if you wanna win, you price low, not high. Um, if you want to win as a buyer, you go right through the listing agent. If you're capable, now you got to pass our criteria. You A, have to have been in the market looking for at least three months. Um, you need to have at least bought two houses prior to this. So you need to be a little bit more sophisticated buyer before you can do something like this. So it's not for everybody, but if you've been losing contracts, go through the listing agent. Easiest way to do it. Now, if you got a realtor that you love them and you're staying with them, please stay with that realtor. But, you know, the bottom line is, like I said, 25, 30% of the buyers come right through. They win the contracts um, and, and they get homes that they want. So uh, it's just a function of facilitating. So buyers, go through listing agent if you can. 
Um, if you if you can, if you're with a, a realtor and you're out looking for houses, look for homes that have been on the market for a long time where you have control. Make sure your realtor is a pricing expert because there's a reason the house didn't sell. 1.5 million, what was it worth? I mean, what is it worth? My, my clients wanted this house. It's not worth $1.5 million. It's worth $1.3 million and that's what they bought it for. And the reason why the seller acquiesced to that number is because we could prove it. Four different ways I can prove that house worth $1.3 million. So <clears throat> there you go. The winners are the, on the buyer side are the people that take advantage of homes that have been on the market for a while or go through listing agents. The sellers are the people that put their house in the proper condition, price it correctly, have a realtor that has a marketing plan and a pricing strategy that works. And then, and then they're the ones that are gonna succeed. The losers overprice and you know, why do people overprice? Because, you know, um, some realtors that you saw on that list, you know, they may go after four or five listing appointments before they get one, before they get a listing. So that means they got to make more money on each listing. And in order to get that listing, the advantage may be I can get you 1.4, not 1.3. So they put it on for 1.4, they, what's called buy a listing. So they're so desperate to get a listing, they'll tell you to price a little higher than it should be. It sits and waits and 43% of those homes went through unsold. So that's, that's the losing side of it, okay? So let's stay on the winning side of the buyers. Let's stay on the winning side with the sellers. We'll give you the tips you need to do. If you need me or you need any houses priced, 703-508, 2535. You can always send me an email at casey at com, or send me an email or text me. doesn't matter. Give me a call. Um, once again, this is Coffee with Casey. Thanks for joining us for another Thursday. Uh, market is still piping hot in some, some areas. So uh, if you're a buyer, get back in there. If you have to pay January prices in October, so be it, you're gonna be in the house for 10, 12 years. Who really cares? The advantage is you're gonna be buying a house with a lower interest rate. Inflation drives interest rates up. That's what's coming. So if you're gonna buy, I know you're tired, don't give up, become a winner, not a loser, and get back in the market and work right on through the holidays. All right, another edition of Coffee with Casey. Thank you very much. 703-508-2535 uh, if you're looking for me. Thanks guys, bye now.